0: and Jenny with the Grandstead Family Farm and we are coming to y'all from Northeast Florida as two American farmsteaders doing our best to grow our own food, share our homesteading experiences with you and encourage you to grow a little food of your own.
1: Yes, and today we are coming to y'all to talk all about spring planting. Yes. Yeah, because for a lot of us for a lot of us and a lot of our listeners, um, it's about that time. Yeah. Um, especially for the Florida gang, yes, um, we are definitely ready to go. Yeah. Now yeah. for our friends up north, sorry, sorry, y'all <laughs> might have a little bit longer to go, but um, spring is in sight. I know it is. Y'all will be greening up before no time. So.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of what we have to talk about today applies to everybody because absolutely, it's, it's kind of the annual stuff, and it's uh, I know a lot of people who aren't even planting out yet are starting seeds.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, we wanted to touch base um, about all the spring things. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) In the garden. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, I think a good place to start for everybody is maybe let's talk about some essentials. Yes. Yes. What are your essentials for the spring garden?
0: Well, um, this is going to sound kind of boring, but, um, you know... Every year, I tend to lose this and that, or I've used up this and that. Oh, yeah. Or I've broken this and that. (laughs) Um, So I kind of, you know, you're excited for the garden. All the garden stuff is on sale at all the big box stores. Uh And um, I just use this as an opportunity to start fresh, load up fresh. So I go go through my things. So usually I have to start by like collecting the things because they're everywhere. Mm, they're everywhere. You know? there's a pair Truth of clippers left in the garden and mm-hmm. a shovel in a bucket in the shed somewhere, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I gather up all my things. I clean up all the things. I do away with the broken things or fix them if they can be repaired
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then um, replace. So yeah. we I'm usually replacing water hoses this time of year. Yes, definitely mm-hmm. on the water hoses, yep, making mm-hmm. sure my sprinklers work, yeah, um the little o rings that go between the faucet spigot and into in the water hose, like you burn through those, and, yeah, and you have leaks multiple times a year, so I make sure I've got a pack of those, um and then, like I told you, that's kind of boring stuff as far as talking about the garden <laughs> it sounds lame, but then I also go through and make sure like I have my seed starting pots um. I have a compost order placed um, or making, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. I'm trying, Mm -hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, you got to get in the compost (laughs) making game. You know, because here's the thing. I'm going to get on my compost soapbox for a minute. You can literally make all the fertilizer that you need for free. Yeah, I know. Like, it's free. I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you using it? I know. I know. Yeah. I'm working on it. I am working on it. Um, I did buy in compost, too, because I have a lot of beds to top, and I don't don't have it made. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't have enough made to cover, like, all the area that I want to cover. And granted, I'm going to start a new pile because the grass is growing. And I got a new push mower with a bag on it so I can collect collect grass clippings now, which will end up benefiting you too, because I will not be able to use all of my grass clippings.
0: You won't compost them?
1: I, I, I just won't be able to... I mean, we will have an extreme amount of grass clippings. I'm telling you, I am down for that. I will so, take up. Yeah, for sure. But the thing about it is is you got to be ready to use them because they're mm-hmm. best when they're fresh. Right. If they start to dry out, your pile's not going to get as hot as it needs to. So right. Right. um they are the bomb. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's exciting. Okay, so that's my soapbox. I'm stepping down. That's now. okay.
0: you can be on it. It <laughs> is important. And then you know it's part of that closing the loop we always talk about and you know, shooting for self-sufficiency, not that we're ever gonna be hundred no. percent self-sufficient. Um, don't need that phone call, but you know <laughs> you're you're trying to use more of what you have and you're and you're yeah. trying to buy in less. and so um, compost does it. Yeah. yeah, it
1: really does. So yeah, to start my garden. I'll probably end up buying a little compost too mm-hmm. because I just I just don't have enough of a pile right now. So right. So there's that. Yep. Uh, I kind of check
0: in with my trellis game. What trellises need to be put up? What do I have?
1: What What materials around the farm can I source? Um, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sitting on the fence with my trellis. I'm trying to decide: Do I want to go? Tried and true for my tomatoes and do cattle panel trellis. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have like six rows. Right. So I would need like a bunch of cattle panels and they're not cheap right now. No, they're not. um, But again, that's tried and true. It's going to last year after year after year. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just put them up and leave them up. So they would be good to go. Um, if I don't go cattle panel, I'm going, uh, trellis to make you jealous. Right. Yep. And I'm going to use the lean and lower method, which Mm -hmm. I have not used before. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So that's,
0: they do that a lot for like indoor growing or high tunnel growing, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but you could, you can, you can do that by building a structure to lean and lower from, and that's cool. Yeah. So that's what you're, you're looking at.
1: Yeah, like I said, it'll that'll be the much cheaper way to go. Right, jealous to make you jealous, lean and lower. Right, versus cattle panel. I mean, I would probably end up needing to spend a couple hundred bucks on cattle panels
0: oh to get everything. Yeah, because they're like, what are they like thirty six dollars or yeah, something like that? Yeah, they're like, like thirty
1: six dollars a piece right now. Yikes! Mm-hmm. Yikes! But on the positive note about that, I have a free shipping from Tractor Supply. <laughs> <laughs> because I spend so much money there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got some Ace coupons in the mail last week, and I was like, "Ooh, I should mm-hmm. call my friend Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes shopping. That's, that's my favorite store. <laughs> my favorite store too.
1: <laughs> yep, I'm pretty convinced. When I'm a retired old lady, I'm going to be the Workout old lady in the Ace, the Ace plant. plant side. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love that. <laughs> Uh, so Eric hates it because they're so, uh, like, they're staffed so well and yes. they're so ready to assist
1: you with whatever you need. They really are.
0: He always acts like, he thinks, like, they think I'm stealing. They won't leave me alone.
1: <laughs> so, and you're stealing blueberry bushes. I know.
0: Like, what what do you think that they're worried about? He's like, I don't know. They won't leave me alone. So mm-hmm. his, he's not really an introvert, but when he's shopping, he wants to be left alone, apparently. Right. It's funny. Yeah. Um, so then the other things I check in, I, um, there are a few like pest control things and fertilizer things that, um, I buy year after year. So I just go ahead and get them at the beginning of the season. So I have them when I need them.
1: Yeah. And I usually end up having to buy fresh on those too because I leave them outside all the time. Yeah. And like things, I like get gunky. Things like BT, you know, that has like bacteria and stuff in it that needs to be alive to work. So, um, You know, I just end up, I'm I'm bad about it. I leave them outside, they're in the hot, then they're in the freezing cold. And like you said, the bottles kind of get all gunky on the tops. Right. And they're not expensive. So a lot of those I tend to buy fresh.
0: Right. Every year,
1: especially BT. Mm -hmm. That's one that I always have on hand. Me too. And um, the last couple of seasons, actually, I've kept Captain Jack's
0: on hand. Yes.
1: Yeah, I like the, um, the dust, Captain Jack's dust. They mm-hmm. have a lot of different products. They have a lot of different products. Um, I think I had their just regular, like, insecticide soap spray that they make, um, which you have to be careful with because it kills all the bugs, good right. and bad. So I really right. only, like, break that out if I'm, like, really mean in business. Yeah, um, they
0: also sell a neem oil, I think. Um, I like the dust for um, dusting plants that I'm going to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, And because, you know, if you're going to cover, like, for example, your cabbages or whatever, um, to keep bugs off of them, you're also trapping in any bugs that are already there. So go ahead and dust them one time, put your netting over, Mm -hmm. and, and you're good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think this year... Um, I'm going to revisit the kaolin clay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And I wondered if kaolin clay would be beneficial for frost protection. Oh. Which that's not one of their claims. It's not, you know. It'd be worth testing. It might be worth testing if you have something that you're willing to risk. But Mm -hmm. kaolin clay, it literally, like, covers all the bases. It's completely natural. Um, It is a, a pest repellent. Um, fungus mm-hmm. blight, you know all of those things. It blocks the light off. It t- yep. It keeps sunburn off. It helps plants retain moisture, so you don't have to water as often. And I thought, you know, that's what got me thinking about the pro- frost protection on it. Like, okay if it's going to help the if it's going to protect the plant from the sun right and help it retain moisture right would it also protect it from like maybe a light frost i mean you could test that on grass it didn't have to be
0: a plant right. you're afraid to lose you know right that's an idea i also never thought about this until now when you're saying it <laughs> but um, would that be good to use? Like when you, when you put out your transplants, you're young, like you you've been hardening off the best you can. Like I've been hardening off some peppers mm-hmm. and uh, pepper plants are pretty prone to sun scald when they first yes. come out. Mm-hmm. And um, I left a tray out a little longer than mm-hmm. I should have and went to put them away in the evening and noticed a little bit of sun scald on some of those leaves. So, and squash as well. Yeah. Some, some all of the plants for whatever reason in that tray. So um, it must have been their positioning that they had more sun and not enough shade in the day when I put them out. But anyways, I'm thinking now, like, should I kale and clay them?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can. And, like,
0: when I put them in the garden, do that?
1: Yeah, I would think that you can. I mean, I wouldn't want to put too much on there. You want them to be able to make energy, right? right? Right, right. So, but, yeah, I mean, maybe a little light dusting of it. Not a bad idea. Light spray. And that's the thing about kaolin clay. It's a little tricky. (laughs) Like, But it does wash off if you do it too much, you know? It it does. And you have to reapply it if it rains. Although I did find when I did use it that one season, like on a very regular basis, unless it was like a deluge of rain, Mm -hmm. a lot of it's still on the plant. Like it takes a little bit of rain to get it all washed off of there. Mm -hmm. So, um,
0: but... That's a cool thing I wasn't even thinking of when we were making our notes and talking yeah. about the, the episode, but yep. yeah.
1: Kale and clay, yeah. So
0: you were going to say how
1: you're supposed to use it. Yeah. You got to be careful when you mix that stuff. Boy, I really like gunked up some sprayers the first year that I <laughs> used it. So you really want to, you got to have a whisk, uh-huh. you know, a, just get a whisk and dedicate it for your garden if you're going to use kale and clay. You want to mix it in a separate bucket, uh-huh. its own bucket. Do not try to put it in your sprayer and shake it and mix it all in there. Don't be lazy about it because no. <laughs> it'll be the last time you use that sprayer. Yeah. So, um, and then so mix it up in your bucket. Then when it's all mixed, then put it in your sprayer. And then after you're done spraying it, you've got to flush out your sprayer with water. Right. Or it will do, it'll gunk it up, and you'll never get it out of there.
0: That's something I'm really bad about doing, too. I, I'm bad about that with neem oil mm-hmm. in my sprayer. If I use neem oil, then... Um, and I do this with, like, my pump-up, my big sprayer, or my hand sprayers. Like, I'm bad about it. Leave it in there, and it gunks it up. It's forever toast.
1: Mm-hmm. So That's another thing out. that I need to check on are my sprayers. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. Right. Out of the 10 that I have, which one actually works? <laughs> so I I am a crazy
0: person about my sprayers because Eric's all about spraying stuff all the time. He uses diesel for... He like sprays diesel on yeah. with his, um, you know, equipment for work with right. grease. He's got a sprayer for soap in the cars and then like he's funny about it. But he will... Interchange these sprayers and I'm crazy on the other end where I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -mm. I have written on mine Mama's garden
1: sprayer, do not use this is mine. (laughs) So I have one for cows for
0: fly spray and I have one for my garden. And if I catch somebody else with one of my sprayers, God help you. Right. Because if you put diesel in my garden sprayer and you kill my garden, we're we're not gonna be happy. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. So yeah, check and make sure your sprayers are working. Yeah. Um, so those are like essential things. Like make sure your clippers
1: are clean and sharpened. Yeah. And I need new clippers and Mm -hmm. I will go straight to the Dollar Tree and buy the ones for $1.25. Oh, I love the Dollar (laughs) Tree clippers. Right. But they literally only last a season. Yeah. Uh, But for $1.25, I like them because they're super small and you can just keep them in your pocket, but Mm -hmm. they don't do anything heavy duty. No, just
0: they're like the precision tip
1: nippers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than our essentials, how about, um, I mean, we can talk about planting, right?
1: Like yeah. knowing when your last frost is. Yes. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, I am convinced I'm probably going to have a wee bit of frost at my house tonight. You think so? hmm I'm going to cover
0: my, um, starts that I have set for my plant sale This weekend. But other than that, I'm not covering anything
1: in my garden. Yeah. I, at first I was thinking I should cover my potatoes. I think they'll be all right. But then I started thinking maybe I could just spray them with the kale and clay. Well, maybe. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I might do that. I don't know. If I can find a working sprayer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Um, So I, in my garden... I have, um, like they're new garden beds and we put in last year and the year before when we just got started, we really didn't plant until last year. So we're, I mean, we're still building soil. We bought in, um, quote unquote landscape soil Mm -hmm. because we needed a lot. Right. And it was cheap. It's a filler. Right. And it's a cheap filler. It, it wasn't like cheap, but it's cheaper than like putting in that much compost. Right. Um, Then I topped the beds with compost. So like the last couple of inches got compost. Mm -hmm. Then when I actually put plants in, and even seeds, if I'm doing seeds direct sow, I dig my little hole. I drop some really good, high quality potting soil. Yes. And um, I like the... What is it called? Fox Farm. Thank you, Fox Farm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like all of their bagged potting soils. It's really good. I just kind of pick and choose. I want this one. I, I want that one next time. Yeah. Um,
1: they it's are, not cheap. It, no, it's the most expensive one that you can buy. It is. Yeah, it's not cheap. But when you're talking about just using it sparingly, like if you're mm-hmm. direct sowing, digging a little trench, or mm-hmm. putting in a transplant and just surrounding it with some right. of that good soil. Right. So it's that's not what, so bad. That's how I
0: do it. That's what we do. And I'll tell you this. Here's an experiment that happened this year by accident. Um, I started, I don't know how many hundreds of plants for this plant sale, right? I started out with the um, Fox Farm soils. Those plants look amazing, I tried to cut corners and started using a cheaper soil. They did not look so good. I even went and topped. The, then I then I was like, okay, well, let's do a combo. Right. Like, let's do a half and half and top some pots with the Fox Farm. The bottom half wasn't, like, the cheapest you could get either. I mean, it still was, like, $15 a bag, you know. And, um, no, no, they don't look anything like the Fox Farm. Interesting. So. Not sponsored or anything like that, but it's my right. favorite stuff. I also like their fertilizers. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm trying to remedy some of that quickly before the sale <laughs> with their fertilizers and um, repotting some of that stuff and some
1: good soil. Yes. They make a tomato fertilizer. I believe it's called Grow Big, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically for tomatoes and um there is a gentleman that works in the plant department at Ace Hardware that like swears by it. Like every time I go in there, he tries to sell this stuff to me. So, really? Yeah. I think I'm actually going to try it this year because I've heard really great things about it.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I am using a small bottle of the fertilizer called, it's. I think it's it's called Boomerang. So it's okay. like basically it the idea is to bounce back, right? Okay. To get your plants to come back. So if... You know, and I'm using that on those plants um, today, actually. That didn't look
1: so great in the crappier soil. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So speaking of tomatoes, because really, if we do get some frost, this will be it for our area. This is actually our scheduled last frost date,
0: average, average
1: last frost date. Yeah. It is, and we usually have one mm-hmm. mid-March. We'll mm-hmm. usually have beautiful weather mm-hmm. and then a random freeze.
0: I had some time hop memories
1: come up that mentioned we were covering all of our plants. <laughs> I know. There was that one year, like, I went. All in. I had my whole darn garden planted. Me, and we had a hard
0: freeze, <laughs> didn't we? Yes, yes. It was terrible. It was
1: awful. <laughs> and that was the last year that I did that. And I was yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna be patient and I'm just gonna wait. So literally the only thing I have in the ground, other than my winter stuff that I'm still waiting on to go to seed, are my potatoes. Mm. And Oh, I've got a few eggplants put in, too, already that you gave me. Those are already in the ground, so I'll probably need to cover those, but those Mm -hmm. will be easy. They're still pretty little, so.
0: I have some stuff in. So I bought compost, so I went ahead and planted a box with um, green beans with it to test it to make sure it doesn't have any kind of um, herbicide damage to it. Yeah. Then I found other friends who are using the same compost from the same supplier, and they're all using it with good success. So I'm planting out before the beans come up. But all that to say I have beans. <laughs> I have some peppers planted. Okay. I have some cucumbers planted. I have dill. I have potatoes. <laughs> like I have a lot of stuff that could go bad. But where we're situated and I think I've mentioned this before, the actual location of my garden on our property and the way the elevation goes Um, I don't think I'm going to get any frost there tonight. I think we're good. I mean, temperature this morning was 43, and it was forecast to be 43. Um, It's the same as supposed to be tonight, tomorrow morning. So
1: I think I'm good. We usually end up at least three degrees colder Mm -hmm. than what's forecasted. And the last time I looked, it said 37. Oh, boy. So it's going to be chilly yeah, it's gonna be chilly, so um, gotta be ready for it. Yeah, I'll cover some stuff, and um, and then like tomorrow, I think I'm gonna be putting tomatoes in the ground. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm playing in the garden all day tomorrow. Like, I ain't waiting no more. Mm-mm. Like, this is it, boom, mm-hmm. tomatoes are going in, and my cucumbers. I don't normally start cucumbers like inside, but mm-hmm. I did this year for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And they are literally screaming to come out of the pots. Right. So I've already got the trellis up where I'm putting the cucumbers too. So I'm like, yay, the cucumbers (laughs) cucumbers are going to take off.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm excited. I've got a lot of that stuff ready to go. I've got flowers ready to go. I've got sunflowers I started in pots
1: to put out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So do you have like a tried and true method of like how you usually plant your tomatoes? Because everybody does it a little different, I feel like. Yeah, and I kind of do it a little different every year. I mean, and here's what I found.
0: They all work. Right. I mean, I've never not had tomatoes. Right. And I've done all the things. I've, I've dug the deep holes with the bucket in the middle of three or four plants. Had great tomatoes. Right. I've done the dig a trench and lay the tomato vine on its sideways, side, Right, and mm-hmm. bury it all the way up to its foliage. It's done yeah. great. I've buried eggs. I've buried up some salt. I've buried, you know, I've done, I've done all of those things. I have had really, I, I always grow tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year I did not have a great tomato year. I also had brand new soil. And um, I also, like, didn't get anything planted out until late. So, yeah. Yeah. like, we had tomatoes. I didn't have enough for canning, though. And I didn't, I didn't have enough um, volume. Like, I just didn't have enough plants put yeah. out. That'll change this year.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping that I'll have a better tomato year this year. I really hope I'm better going to have a better garden year this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty convinced that I will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Made some made some changes. Started making compost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a seventh year garden anymore. So. Right. Um, but there will be lots of fertilizing going on. And um, as far as tomatoes go... I'm not going to do it this way this year because I'm not prepared for it. But normally, what I'll do is crushed eggshells, Epsom salts, and worm castings, mm-hmm. all mixed together in a big old bag. And each little tomato hole gets a generous scoop of it, mm-hmm. and then a top dressing once it's buried. So, I think I'm going to try that
0: um, that tomato fertilizer from Fox Farm.
1: Yeah, I bought a um, I bought an organic fertilizer specifically for tomatoes for when you plant them i can't remember what brand it was though it's not
0: the one you were just talking about
1: no that brand is for when the fruits are starting to set oh like to prevent blossom and rot you use that when your fruits are just now starting to set to grow big tomatoes okay yes okay yeah so we need to know what's the other
0: one that you're using when you
1: plant Yeah, I'll have to look at it when I get home, but um, it's just like a granule, and it Mm -hmm. has more calcium and magnesium than just like a standard fertilizer, Mm -hmm. so. Interesting. Very cool. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, there's all kinds of, we were talking like planting tomatoes and how you do it could be such a hot topic amongst gardeners. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of ridiculous. So, you know, look at all the ways and try them all, and you do you. Yeah, but bottom line,
1: plant them deep. Plant them deep for sure. I think that's one thing that everybody's going to agree upon across the board. Mm -hmm. Like, plant them deep. At least two-thirds of the way deep. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll look big when they're sitting on your shelf, and then you (laughs) plant them, and you're like, dang. That's that's... all I
0: grew for the last two months?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's this puny little tomato. but That'll help them establish a really good root system Um, Because if you actually look at your stem of your tomato, you see all those little hairs on it. Those are potential roots. Right. So you want to bury those so they have a nice, strong root system. For sure. Yep. For sure.
0: Yeah, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Mm -hmm.
1: You know what else I'm excited to get in the ground are my seminal pumpkin seeds. Yeah. And my sweet potato slips. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Because my sweet, they, and those they're are, ready. Those are another thing that are they're, they're like screaming to get out of that glass jar of water. Like, right. please put me in the ground. Need so some soil. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sweet potatoes. That's a really great crop, especially if you're a new gardener, a first time gardener, or you have kids gardening. Like, yeah. That is something that will totally motivate you to keep going. Um. It's exciting to dig them up. Yeah. Right it is. when it's time. Um, but it's easy. They are so easy. You can eat their greens all summer long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sweet potatoes are fun.
1: Yeah. I'm going to use those and the seminal pumpkins in my grocery row garden rows. Mm-hmm. Um, at like underneath all my trees and the big bushes that we did. Oh, and speaking That's of like of ground those, cover. Yes, as a ground cover because that area of my garden gets super grassy and Mm -hmm. super weedy. So I'm hoping that those things will keep it at bay. Right. Because I don't normally have a ground cover back there, so... That's
0: what I'm doing under my blackberry plants Mm -hmm. on the back side of my garden with the seminal pumpkins um, and watermelons. Yeah,
1: just letting them ramble on. Exactly. You know, let them take up the space, so... Um, my strawberry guava tree that I thought was dead yes. is actually showing signs of life. Mine
0: is, too. Mm-hmm. I need to prune it. Um, it does have a few limbs that I don't think yeah. are
1: going to come back.
0: But, yeah, that's come back to life. My moringa's come back. Oh, nice. Yes. My grapes are waking up.
1: Mine are, too. Yes. They
0: finally have leaves on yes. them. I'm like, okay,
1: thank you. I didn't kill them. Yeah, no,
0: and in fact, <laughs> um, so... We bought grapes together. I bought two plants. Mm-hmm. Those have been awake, but I feel like I can watch them um, grow day by day now, mm-hmm. like the vines are growing on. Nice. Um, I bought a third one because I was in the tractor supply last week, and something I was just was, let's see if they have what seeds are different than what I have, you know. And I was walking down the seed aisle there, and a grapevine literally hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> turned around like I thought somebody was trying to get my attention, you know. And I turned around and it says grapevine. And it's the only one that had green. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're coming home with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I planted it. And then we had um, a nice, big, established muscadine vine in the front. And we moved the fence last year. It grew grapes until we moved the fence and uh-huh. the cows could get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually lost all the grapes before that to birds. Um, So that's something we're going to have to troubleshoot and plan for, how to keep the birds from eating the grapes um, before that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: I have been thinking the same thing about my blueberry bushes that Mm -hmm. I put in my garden because Mm -hmm. they are loaded with blueberries. Me too. I am so excited about that. Yeah. Uh, But... It got me thinking about them darn crows because right. that's how I lost most of my peaches last year was to the crows. Yeah, I wonder, I, I kind of want to build a scarecrow and mm-hmm. move
0: it around the garden just for funsies. Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. if it will really work though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, netting or something we're going to have to do. But yeah, so all that, say I got four grapevines coming to life out there on the fence. And um, what what was the point of telling you that? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. The grapes are coming back to life. Yeah, so we're like, gonna have grapes. The perennial things are waking up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Tend to those things. Yeah, that's that's something to do.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, another thing uh, we can talk about our companions and the the reasons that we companion plant.
1: Yeah, speaking of, I need to start basil because <gasps> I have like. Seven varieties of basil started. (laughs) Nice. They're not all up yet, but they're coming. Yeah. I told myself that I was going to start it ahead of time, but I just didn't end up doing that. So, but I mean, even if I end up direct sowing it, it grows pretty quick. Right. You know. It does. I mean, if you have like 30, 45 days, you got basil.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just started some in the last week. So I've got basil to companion plant everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Dill we talked about before dill. is I,
1: going all over the place. Yep. I started dill ahead of time, although they look kind of scrawny and leggy. They need to go to the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine did
0: too. I put them in the ground, and some of them look better. I've got them in two different places. The one place, they're planted amongst cucumbers. Okay. And they're bushing out. Like, they're getting full. Okay. The other ones, not as much, but they got a lot more sunlight. Okay. And I think um, that transplant shock probably hit them a little harder. Mm-hmm. So, but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're all alive through there. Yeah. They'll grow yeah. when this cold passes. They'll grow.
1: I'll probably direct sow some uh, borage. Borage.
0: Uh, I call it borage, but I don't. I'm a little rednecky, so yeah. I don't know if <laughs> that's
1: right or not. Those flowers taste amazing. They taste like little cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's really good to put in with your tomatoes and stuff like that. Right.
0: Bring the pollinators in. I'm also doing some Cosmos. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. some. um, You know what actually I was just reading this morning as a good companion plant is um, geranium. Oh, really? Which geranium oil is supposed to be a bug deterrent. It's used by
1: essential oil enthusiast
0: (laughs) in bug spray. (laughs) Um, I do know that. So, yeah, planting some flowers out.
1: Yeah, I'll be planting um, lots of sunflowers. Actually, when I was pulling weeds the other day, I found a couple Mm -hmm. that had seeded themselves. So, um, I don't know. I might try to protect those tonight if I remember.
0: (laughs) I have one that's about a foot tall out there in the garden that volunteered. In an exact place that one grew last year. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I had all of my sunflowers in one like kind of central location um, last year, but this year I really want to try to spread them out because mm-hmm. they were a great trap crop. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, another trap crop that I really like to do are turnips. Oh, that turn, the little aphids and stuff. They love the turnips and you can plant you a little section of turnips somewhere and the bugs love it. That makes sense. I also read this
0: morning that mustard greens are so same family, but that they are really good at trapping aphids specifically. So to plant those with
1: um, your summer squashes. Yep. So, yep. And then Dill. Dill is great for your cucumbers. Everywhere. Dill everywhere. Yeah. Um, it helps keep those little worms out of your cucumbers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, so companion planting provides diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, so half of my garden is in raised beds, like mm-hmm. structured eight by four lumber metal raised beds. Two of those of the 14 last year that I just planted willy-nilly all, all kinds of things instead of doing like a box of green beans right? you know or a box of okra or whatever I planted multiple things a variety of things and those two boxes did the very best they okay. were beautiful they were full of bees mm-hmm. and wasps and all kinds of things I got more fruit out of those like the squash that was in that box did better than the squash that was anywhere else Um so yeah I, I like that and and Honestly, it was way more eye appealing to see those two boxes. That's what I was going to say. It's so pretty. Yeah. yeah. They did great. They, I mean, like I had this one box had a sunflower and then it had some Tulsi and then it had a yellow squash and a zucchini and uh, like a a cherry tomato that just kind of, it volunteered and I didn't stake it. I just let it do its thing. It rambled out and spilled out over the box. Nice. grew more cherry tomatoes than any of the cherry tomatoes that I planted, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like it did, it just was a really great box. Now it did also have some plants in there that, um, like I planted a red okra in there that wasn't happy, but it was so attacked by bugs that it worked as a trap crop mm-hmm. and, um, which was fine. Like yeah. I had red okra somewhere else that did okay.
1: So Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the benefit of of planting more spaced out like that. Like Mm -hmm. if you put all of your squash in one bed and Mm -hmm. a bug gets in there, all of the squash is done. Right. You know, but if you do a couple here, a couple there, a couple over there, right. You may not
0: lose all of them. You kind of confuse the progression of the bugs spreading. Yeah. 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 So there's that.
1: Yeah. And so as your garden is coming along, like if you notice something in one area that has a bunch of bugs on it, Maybe consider leaving it. Yeah. As a trap crop.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just consider it. I'll Something do it. to think about. Yeah, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. now that we're a little wiser to it, I'll be planting more of that, like the sunflowers
1: throughout. Mm-hmm. So, yep.
0: sunflowers and other things that grow tall, like that,
1: like okra, um, amaranth. I have four of those in the ground already. Yeah. So, I probably need to protect those too because they're little. Okay. Yeah, I see, you're funny, the way where your microclimate is. It's just different. It's it, it is so different, and we only live, like, what, 15 minutes apart? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is different. So, um, I think my garden probably gets a little more shade than yours does, too, because mm-hmm. I have those big oaks. Um, but see, that should protect you from frost. Yeah, that's true.
0: I, I, I just think it's... it's the lay of the land, mm-hmm. where you are and where we are. Our we're, mm-hmm. our elevation is a little higher, a
1: little higher,
0: um, and we're just a little bit south.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're closer, yeah.
1: you're closer to water. I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> I know it's so weird, <laughs> but it's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so what what do you do as far as like spring bed prep? Like you've got a bed that's bare. You've gotten the weeds and the grass out of it. What are you doing to prep it for spring?
0: Um, Topping with compost. So, three to four inches of compost. Mm -hmm. Um, My beds are still new. They're not compacted at all. If they were compacted, I would want to aerate them. Which, to me, I don't have a broad fork. I would just use a pitchfork. That's what I do. I
1: just use my pitchfork.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then um, a couple inches of compost... Lots of water, uh, and then it depends on what I'm planting. Like, if I'm doing tomatoes on that row, I'll put something in the hole. Right. <laughs> you know, worm castings or and Epsom salt or something. Right. Um, if I am planting sweet potatoes, I will work in some bone meal. Okay. In, into that soil. Um, they like a lot of uh, phosphorus, so...
1: Um, yeah, I feel like things like bone meal and blood meal are good staples to have on hand too. Those are some of the things that I purchase in the
0: beginning. Yeah, yeah.
1: And have them for the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What about you?
1: What do you do? Yeah. I mean, I broad fork pretty much all my beds, mm-hmm. but with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> so cheap we're, yeah exactly no we are resourceful and thrifty that's right <laughs> that's what we are well when I first started doing that my beds were not like a market size garden bed anyways which is what most broad forks are they're usually like three feet wide mm-hmm. you know it's a big wide broad fork well mm-hmm. my beds at the time that I started doing that were just like a standard row you know, so they right. weren't three feet. So the pitchfork was the perfect size for me. So right, right. I just use my pitchfork. So yeah, I go through the whole bed, broad fork it, and then without smoothing that out, I'll go ahead and put my compost on top of that mm-hmm. and then kind of smooth out the top of it. So you kind of work them in together. Yeah. Like they kind of yeah. mesh. it kind of mixes it without mixing it. Right. <laughs> right.
0: It's like a light top till. Yep. So that's good stuff. Um, and then we already talked about when I put plants out and seeds out. I mean, I don't, you're not going to mess it up. Just put some stuff out there. I, the One thing I do see people mess up is they tend to plant their seeds too deep. Yeah. And the seed doesn't have enough energy to make it out to light. <laughs> to, yeah. You know, when it germinates there in the warmth. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and I've found, too, that it's super easy to lose your seeds mm-hmm. sometimes when you plant them. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, if you're planting in compost or it might be a little too chippy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, like, a huge believer in just digging a tiny little trench. I mean, just, you know, like a half inch deep and filling that with sand mm-hmm. and sowing your seeds in those sand. And then lightly covering them. It just holds your seeds in place. Like they don't wash out when you're watering. Right. I feel like you can just see them better so you can see what's going on better. I really liked that.
0: You gave me that tip to do carrots with in the fall, and um, I have great carrots right now. Yeah. It works
1: really good. It really does. It really works well for any kind of small seed, like greens or broccoli or rutabaga. But why
0: not large seeds, too? Right. Why not? You totally could do that, and it does hold it in place, and and that sand holds onto the moisture. Right. And by Mm -hmm. the
1: time that seedling gets big enough to where it needs some nutrients, it's already grown out of that sand. It's reaching. Yeah. Yeah. The roots are reaching into the good stuff. Yeah.
0: So that's a good idea. Maybe I'll carry a bucket of sand with me
1: throughout the garden. Yeah. Well, and while we're talking about watering seeds, you know, make sure you have a good nozzle, like on your garden sprayer. That's something I have to replace every year. Yeah. Yeah, That's something you do have to replace every year because they get cracked and they get leaky Mm -hmm. and you want something with a good shower nozzle on Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Or like when I start my seeds inside... Um, and you're not watering from a hose, I'll take a bottle of water and just do like, a, take a toothpick and do like three little holes in the top with the toothpick. Yeah. That, That's a really easy way to water That seeds. is an easy
0: wa- an easy way to water. I bit the bullet this year. I didn't buy a broad fork bit, but <laughs> I did buy um, one of those little hand sprayers. that holds like a quart of water at a time. And it has like the little lock, so that it's, it's a little mini pump-up sprayer. Right? right, so it's so continuous. Little handheld, nice. yeah, yeah. And I've been using that on my seed starts in, indoors under the light, and um, that's been really great. Especially for things like, um, I started tobacco this year for the mm-hmm. first time, and those are tiny. They are the tiniest seeds I've ever seen in my life. And really all I did was sprinkle those on top of the soil. I didn't put any soil on top. I've just kept them moist with that sprayer. Mm -hmm. So that mister, it's a it's a nice little mist sprayer that works really, really well. Something else I added into my (laughs) gotta have it.
1: Nice. Well
0: but it was only like eight bucks or five bucks or something. That's worth
1: it. Yeah. That's worth it. And I wasn't refilling the
0: water bottle so
1: many times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So another must have thing that I feel like we should talk about. Well, there's two actually. The scuffle hoe and fish emulsion. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like fish emulsion, good foliar spray. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can water at the base of the plant too Mm -hmm. or just spray the plant. But the scuffle hoe, like, dang. Saves your life. It really does. So, but you got to stay on top of the weeds. Like Mm -hmm. the scuffle hoe is only going to do the weeds that are like brand new. Mm -hmm. And now when I plant stuff, I keep scuffle hoe with spacing in mind. Like when I sow my carrots. Oh, that's like smart. My rows of carrots are exactly a scuffle hoe apart. Perfect.
0: That's a good idea. Well, maybe not
1: exactly, because if it was exactly, then it would mess up your seedlings. It's like you a, do it, but... a hoe and a half. Right. <laughs> it's a hoe and a half. <laughs> that's, that's all good stuff to make sure
0: that you have. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. Because you can really weed a garden with a scuffle hoe in a lot less time Mm -hmm. than trying to handpick all of those stupid little things
0: yeah you want to know a stupid thing that i'm going to tell you i use a lot in the garden is a trash can (laughs) i keep a metal trash can in the garden for pulling weeds like when i'm pulling massive weeds now once i've pulled massive weeds um i shouldn't need that much but or like if i'm tearing out old plants like it's it's so much easier to carry that around and fill it one time than a five-gallon bucket that I fill. I don't know,
1: right? A hundred times, you know, or to make big piles,
0: right? So I can just carry that off and dump it into my static compost pile, right? And um, and it's good, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, we get excited about the fun things, like the wagon and the, you know, the fun little stool and the kneelers and, you know, stuff like but that. that's all, like, maybe it's fun and it keeps you motivated to garden. It's cutesy kind of stuff.
1: Right. But it's not necessary. Yeah. Oh, another necessary thing for the spring garden, if you have in-ground gardens or hose guides yeah, I gotta I got to get on that. Yes,
0: I have got to get on that.
1: Hose guides. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, you just grab like random pieces of like rebar mm-hmm. or <laughs> mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, just put them at the end of every row. Yeah, that way when you're dragging your hose around, you're not destroying whatever's in the row. yeah. and it really just makes watering a lot more efficient.
0: I've been getting by because I use the post on my perimeter fence. Yeah, and so that has worked, but that's growing up with grapes now. I'm not going to be able to do that much longer, and the outside of that fence is going to be covered in flowers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, i got to get on that for sure. I'm glad you
1: reminded me. Thank you for that. Host guides. Host guides, yeah. Yeah, I need to redo mine. I end up pulling them out whenever I – because I like to use tarps in my garden. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times I'll pull mine out so I can lay my tarps.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I need to redo mine.
0: yeah. Shade cloth is something I'm considering adding into my have-to-have stuff this year. Yeah. I've gardened for 15 years without it, but... Um,
1: now we certainly need it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me, Jenny. <laughs> I, I don't know. There, I mean, there have been lots of times where I thought a little shade on this plant would yeah. be good right now. And, yeah. you know, you can extend your cooler season things oh, yeah. um, a little longer and... You can you can transplant stuff out sooner when you're starting your fall garden. You yeah. Know? So I'm I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I've never used it for spring and summer. I've always not always for the last two years I've used it in the winter garden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this year I'm considering maybe some shade cloth for my cucumbers, mm-hmm. especially. Yeah. Um, and maybe even my tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're in Florida. So, I mean, the, the summer sun is so intense. It's brutal. It's brutal. So, um, I think a little bit of shade can do it some justice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I've got. And friends, don't forget to harden your plants off, yes, before you put them out in the garden. I know it's so tempting and we get excited yes. and we just want to throw stuff in the ground, but you've got to start by hardening those plants off for just a couple of hours. The next day, do it a little bit longer, um, yeah, and, and a little bit longer. Do that over the course of probably a week, a week,
0: yeah, yes. A few, yeah, you're going to have to spend a few days dragging out plants and putting them back. Yep. But um, you will be thankful because if your plants have not been outside under the sunlight at all, even if they're touching your grow lights, you know, right. some of mine are, um, and then you put them out under the brutal sun, mm-hmm. they're they're just going to die. Yeah. So I've done it. It's I've sad. done it too. It's very <laughs> sad because you've put what eight to t- eight to twelve weeks right. into some of those plants. Yeah. You've babied them. You've fought off legginess and fungus gnats and all of the things and all of a sudden they're dead yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah
1: that's a good that's a good last tip yeah so all of our southern friends y'all get ready to plant and all of our friends up north y'all hang in there (laughs) spring's coming it's coming i promise (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you next week later y'all bye